children, wow, look at all these pictures. I think we're going to all see them in a bit. They look amazing. Wow. And uh, look at this. We don't normally have this, do we? A, a whole table of food. What have we got? Tikka masala, custard. Lovely. Chicken and vegetable curry. Lovely. And all sorts. It would take me all day going through that, wouldn't it? But look at all that wonderful food that we're going to be able to give to others. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining with us. A welcome as well to those of you online. Good to see you. And uh, John Fuller, a little bit later, is going to be sharing a little bit more about harvest and why we celebrate it and the thanksgiving we have to God. Before we do that, we're going to sing. Uh, something we love doing, we love singing. And so uh, when the music starts, we're going to stand and we're going to sing a song about creation singing the Father's song. So when the music starts, let's stand and we'll sing together.
children called Thrive. And Sue's class are going to come up now. If you come up to the microphone, and they're going to tell us all uh, what is Thrive. There's a slight change of plan. You can. So, our Sunday school... Our Sunday school has now become Thrive. So if you go into the hall afterwards, you will see the lovely vine that we made. And this reminds us that Jesus is the vine, and if we trust in him and live with him in our hearts, we will truly thrive. So the reason we change it is that the little ones, the youngest group, not little ones, the youngest group, sorry, are going to come and show the beautiful pictures that they've made to think about harvest and thriving too. See them all looking at it. Wow. Can you say what the words are? Can anybody say? Can you It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And then you've got other words on it, haven't you? You've got lots of things that are good. So we've got Jesus, creation, family. What does this one say? Dogs, and we've got animals, and what does this one say, Emily? Ice creams, and then on here we've got friends, we've got animals, food, and the world. What have you got on yours, River? Food, and you know what this one says? It says chocolate. I completely agree. <laughs> In Thrive, we're looking at the life of Joseph. Throughout all his life, he thrived because God was with him and helped him. He listened to God and put him first. So far, we have seen how Joseph thrived in his family, even though it was such a hard time. We have seen how Joseph thrived, even when his brothers sold him as a slave and life got even harder. We have seen how Joseph thrived when he was tempted to do wrong. He said no, even though he ended up in prison for something he didn't do. In the coming weeks, we'll be looking and a bit more in Joseph's life and we'll see that God hadn't forsaken Joseph even though he ended up in prison because God was always with him and made him thrive even in the dark times. And God had good plans for Joseph and one day he will become a great leader in Egypt and save his whole family from famine. And Joseph, we're going to see this in Thrive over the coming weeks, points us to Jesus who came into the world to be the saviour of all who trust him. Well, John Fuller is the leader of Thrive, John and Steph. If you have any questions, do go and chat to them if you want to find out more um, they'd love to.
chat to you about that. And in a moment, John's going to come up and speak to us for a few minutes. Uh, But before we do that, uh, Gwen's class, I believe, has got a reading for us. Jesus travelled through all the towns and villages. He taught in their synagogues and told the people the good news about the kingdom. And he healed the and he healed all kinds of diseases and sickness. He saw the crowds of people and felt sorry for them because they were worried and helpless. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus said to his followers, There are many people to harvest, but there are only a few workers to help harvest them. God owns the harvest. Pray to him that he will send more workers to help gather his harvest. Thank you. And I'll welcome John up. All right, it's very good to see many of you this morning. I love all the food that you brought here as well. Unfortunately, I can't eat most of it. I'm not too keen on vegetables. I like the chocolate and the ice creams that I heard that were on your pitch, so that's the best stuff for me. Now, we're coming here today. What are we coming here to celebrate today? Do any of you younger ones know what it is we're celebrating today? It's in the title of um, our service today. What, what do you think it is we're celebrating? Very blank. L. We're celebrating harvest, and who knows what harvest is all about? It's about when we can be thankful for all the things and all the food that is gathered in at this time of the year. Because has anyone seen in the fields lately? I'm sure Charlie and Logan have. You've seen lots of um, tractors and big machines in the fields at the minute. They're cutting all the different vegetables and stuff that are coming in. And I've got a couple of things up on this PowerPoint here, and I need you to unscramble them for me. So these are some of the things that get collected in at harvest. So, can anybody unscramble this one for me? Did you have a hand up, Charlie? Wheat. Wheat. Let's have a look. Very good. Very good. Let's have another one. Who can unscramble this? Imogen? Apples. Let's see. I made this too simple for you guys, didn't I? We've got another one here. What's this one? Oh. Alice? Not rhubarb. Okay, barley, let's have a look. Excellent, barley. And now I've got the best one of all now. See if you can unscramble this one. Can anybody unscramble this? Freddie? Jesus. Jesus, let's see. Excellent, it is Jesus. And I want to talk to you, what does Jesus have to do with harvest? And I'm going to tell you, so... At harvest time, we celebrate our harvest festivals. We celebrate all the good things that we're given, the food that we can gather in. But most importantly, we can think about the good things that God has given us. Because without God giving us the sun and the rain, we couldn't have all this food to grow and to gather in. God gave us all these good things for us to enjoy. But the most amazing thing of all that God gave us, he gave us his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you see, at the beginning of time, When God first created the heavens and the earth and all the food and all the animals, everything was absolutely perfect. And man and woman, Adam and Eve, they enjoyed all the food that God had given them. They were there to harvest all the food that they wanted. But God said one thing they couldn't do. He said they could not eat the food that was on the tree of knowledge. They were not allowed to eat that. But what do you think happened? Do you think they listened to God? Imagine. They ate the fruit. They did exactly what God told them not to do. And do you know what happened then? Something really sad happened. Yes, again. 
they got kicked out of the Garden of Eden and sin entered the world. And it was really, really sad. And then man and woman, they went on from there and they rebelled against God. They'd forgotten about all the good things that God had given them to enjoy. They kept going their own way, doing their own thing. And it was really, really sad. But God had a plan, an amazing plan. And his plan was to send his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into this world to save us from our sins. And Jesus came into this world and he was absolutely perfect in every single way and he taught people how they could be made right with God. Because the problem was, we weren't going to be made right with God by the things that we did. We had to have somebody do something for us. And Jesus, when he sacrificed himself on the cross, laid down his life so that all those people that rebelled against God, who were against God, could be made right and that they could enjoy an eternity in heaven at the end of their lives with him. And that's amazing news, isn't it? Really, really amazing news. Now, I've got a verse that's up here on the board. And um, does anybody want to read it for me? Any old ones that want to read it? Charlie. Jesus in our lives. This is what we can be like. So I don't know about you, who likes to eat rotten apples? Anybody? Or rotten bananas? Who likes to have strawberries that have got like maggots coming out of them? Not me, I'm sure you don't. And what this verse is like telling us is that those fruits to grow and to be healthy and to be nourishing and to be lovely and to be lovely to eat They need all the good things that they can be given. They need the sun, they need water, they need to be in a place where they're going to be able to grow properly for us to enjoy. And we like those fruits. We like the strawberries when they're nice and ripe, don't we? We like bananas and apples when they're not rotten. We like them when they're really juicy, don't we? When they've been grown really, really well. And this verse is telling us, as a Christian, if we have Jesus in our lives, we get rid of that sin because of what Jesus has done on the cross. So all that bad stuff that makes us really bad and makes us do things that we don't want to do, because when we have sin in our lives, we're really angry, we're really jealous, we can want things, we can be covetous, we can do all these things, we can be really angry all the time, and it leads to lots of things that are really, really sad. But the Bible tells us if we have Jesus in our lives, he changes us completely because we're rooted in him. We can have things in our lives that make us much better as a human being and make us feel much better inside. When I was your age, when I was younger, I used to feel angry all the time. I used to get in trouble with my parents all the time. And I'm sure if you want to ask them, that's sitting over there, they'll tell you, I was really, really naughty quite a lot of the time. And I pent up a lot of aggression and anger and I was jealous and I was covetous and I had all these things going on in my life. But when Jesus came into my life, he really helped me to deal with that because he tells me if I'm rooted in Jesus Christ, if I put my trust in him, then I get something that's called the fruits of the spirits that work in my life and I have joy, I have peace, I have love, I have patience and it's much, much better, isn't it? And this verse is telling us that. It's telling us if we're planted in Jesus, if we're rooted in him, we can be like that and have all these good things that come from us. And I think that's really amazing, isn't it? We don't want to be a person that's really cross and angry and says nasty things all the time. We want to be somebody that's really kind, patient, generous, have joy and peace in our lives. 
And I think what Jesus does when he comes into this world is absolutely amazing. And I want you guys to, in a minute, the older ones, the children are going to be singing a song and it's going to be going through some of these fruits of the Spirit. And I want you just to see how wonderful these things are to have in your life. And it gives us an abundance if Jesus is working in our lives. Now I want to just go back quickly to the verse that um, Gwen's class read and it was talking about how Jesus was sending people out to go and tell the good news to people around and about us. And I think that is wonderful. When Jesus works in your life, what you want to do, you want to go and tell them the good news. You want to tell them about what happened at the beginning, like we were talking about earlier, in the garden, when we fell, when sin entered our life. But when you know Jesus in your life, you're just bursting. You want to go and tell the good news about what Jesus has done, how he has saved us from our sins, how we can be made right, how he can help us and save us from our sins, and he can make us right with him. And in a little bit, Mark's going to be coming up, because Mark realised this from this verse. He realised how Jesus had changed him, how Jesus had laid down his life. And Mark's going to be telling us why it's so important for him to come and tell us why he needs to tell people the good news about Jesus. I think that's really good news, don't you? Excellent news. So we'll be doing that in a minute. But just before then, we're going to get the children up now, so you're going to come up and sing. So can we have the oldest class? Would you like to come up first? And then Sue's class, would you like to come up? And then the youngest class, would you like to come? Thank you. 
verse and the first chorus, and then the congregation, if you want to stand for the second part of the verse, and chorus, and we're joining with the children. James is going to come up now and he's going to lead us in prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day and we thank you so much that we can come to you in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this harvest. It is wonderful that all this food can be gathered and all the good things for people. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything you give us, the food, the flowers, the trees, the birds. Every good thing around us, Lord, is provided by you. And Lord, we thank you so much for all these things you give us. Lord, we thank you for the food that is here this morning. It is wonderful to see such a brilliant display of food, Lord. And we thank you for all these lovely donations. We thank you, Lord, that these are going to go to a food bank. And we thank you, Lord, that these are going to be distributed, Lord, to people who are less fortunate than us. It is so easy, Lord, and we take things so for granted today. We want something, we can go to a shop, Lord, we can walk in and we can buy it, Lord. But some people, Lord, do not have this privilege, Lord, and it is so sad that they are struggling in such a way. And we thank you, Lord, that these food banks can help provide for these people and help ease their burdens, Lord. It is such a wonderful thing to be thankful for. 
Lord, we thank you so much for the leaders here. Mark, John Cowley. And also, Lord, we thank you so much for John and Mark leading this morning's service, Lord. It is such a wonderful thing to hear your word through them and through the children, whose singing was absolutely beautiful, Lord. And it is such a privilege to hear. And it is such a privilege that these people can bring your word to us to help strengthen us as Christians, to help us to live by your word, to help bring us closer to you, the almighty, loving Father, who is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow, who is so graceful, so wonderful, so loving, so kind. And Lord, where would we be without you? You are wonderful to us, even though we do not deserve it most of the time. And you are forever encompassing us in your love and your grace. It is truly a blessing, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much for Thrive and Rooted here. They are doing so well. We thank you for all the children that attend. We thank you for the teachers, teaching them your word, bringing these children closer to you and opening their hearts that they will get to come and know you better, Lord. What a wonderful, wonderful thing this is. Lord, we thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus, down to die on the cross for our sins. He came down, he took on all of us, he took on all our sins, and he died that we may be given a sin-free life and that we can have everlasting life with you in glory. Lord, this is such a blessing to us as Christians. And it's such a blessing to know that one day, when our life here will end on earth, we have such a better life waiting for us. In glory with you, where there will be no pain, there will be no suffering, there will be no hurt, Lord. It will be a wonderful, everlasting life that only you and Jesus provided for us. And Lord, I thank you so much for this. And I hope that people, Lord, will get to know you better. People will come to you when they hear this fantastic good news, that their sins can be forgiven that they can have their burdens lifted off of them and they can also relish in this promise that you have given us, this promise of a perfect, peaceful life. It is so amazing, Lord, and I am so thankful for it. And I ask, Lord, that you work through us Christians, that we can work day by day with your word, bringing people to you and they will know this glory too. Lord, I know this world is broken. I know this world is full of sin. I know this world is full of hurt. And this world is full of pain. But with Jesus, Lord, he can ease all of these troubles. And I especially bring forward to you, Lord, the families of the coach crash that happened the other day. I bring forward to you the families of the two people who unfortunately lost their lives. I bring to you the young man who they say has life-changing injuries, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to encompass them with your love, with your grace, with your healing powers. And I ask you, Lord, to bless those families. But like most of all, Lord, as well, I ask you to bless all that were involved. It must have been such a traumatic experience, Lord. But with your grace, and with your healing power, and with you by their side, they can pull through this. And they will pull through this. But Lord, you must help them. It is such a tragedy, Lord. It is, a, it is devastating what has happened. And I ask you to be with them. 
Lord, I ask you to bless First Tuesday and First Steps. We have great numbers coming and it is so wonderful that they can come, Lord, and hear your word and they can gather in such a wonderful place. And Lord, I ask you to bless that and keep it going and keep the numbers rising, Lord. It truly is a blessing. Lord, I ask you to work and open our hearts. Open our hearts that we may live better Christian lives. Open our hearts that we can take your word on board and live through your word. Lord, I ask you again to help us bring people to you so they can get to know you and they can understand what a blessing it is to have God in our lives. It truly is wonderful. And Lord, I ask you also to bless the rest of this service and I ask you to please bless John and Mark as they finish this, as they talk to us, work within them, help them to teach us your word in a way we can understand and in a way we can live by. Lord, I ask so much this morning, but I know you are a loving, kind and gracious God who will provide, who will give us these things. And Lord, I thank you so much for being with us. And I ask all of these things in our Lord and Saviour's name. Amen. Well, before we sing again, um, Sue's class, they're going to come up and they're going to give us our second reading today. So, Sue's class, would you like to come up? Just use it, Freddie. Good man. There you go. Luke 4, verses 18 to 19. The Spirit of the Lord is in me. This is because God chose me to tell the good news to the poor. God sent me to tell the prisoners of sin that they are free and to tell the blind that they can see again. God sent me to free those who have been treated unfairly and to announce the time when the Lord will show kindness to his people. Thank you, Freddie, and we look forward to hearing what Mark's got to say in a moment. But before then, we're going to sing again. Now, I don't know about you older ones, I remember singing this one um, at Hearn when I was younger. And it's, a, it's an old one, but it's a good one. Lord of the harvest, Lord of the field, give thanks now to God in nature revealed. And please stand when the music starts.
Okay, well I just want to speak for a few brief moments. And children, just a little challenge for you. I don't know how often you thank God for your food, but maybe this lunchtime, when you're eating your food, whatever it is, whether it's sandwiches or whether it's much more exciting, whatever it is, maybe you think, I'm going to thank God for this. Maybe just stop and thank God before you eat. It would be a really good thing to do, to remember that God gives us so much good stuff. Now, children particularly, um, or this might partly apply to the adults as well, uh, have any of you got any idea of what you want to do when you get older? Maybe some of the adults are still deciding themselves. But for you children, you know what you want to be? What do you want to be when you're older? A vet? Nice. I hope you do well at that. That's a great job. Anyone else got any idea? I didn't have a clue myself. Any of you got any ideas? No? Yeah? A what? A hairstylist. Very nice. Well, I probably won't be seeing much of you, but lovely. A hairstylist. Well, we can do all sorts of different jobs, can't we? Yeah. A fireman. A farmer. Farmer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very paleontologist. Wow. Very good. I don't think I knew what one of those was when I was your age. Yeah, and uh, do you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and in fact... Um, it was a bit of a surprise to me in some ways to end up working for the church and I get to stand up here and to talk about Jesus a lot and John's asked me to say a little bit about why Jesus is special to me and why I like talking about Jesus so much and I could say, well it's my job I'm paid to do it, in fact I have to do it Um, but that's not why I talk about Jesus that's not why I love Jesus actually, the reason I do it is because I've been captivated by Jesus I've been amazed by Jesus because Jesus came down to reveal God to us and to give us a bit of a glimpse of God's kingdom. A little bit of a glimpse of what God's kingdom like. In both the readings, if you were really observant, you might have picked this up, that it talked about the good news. And it talked about good news of the kingdom. Good news of the kingdom of God. And you see, Jesus didn't just come to tell us about the kingdom of God. He came to show us a bit of what it's like as well. Now, put your hand up. Adults, you can do this as well if you really want. Put your hand up if you've ever seen or done show and tell. Show and tell. Do they still do it? They did a few years ago. Lovely. And, uh, and when people come, they don't just talk, do they? Often they'll show something. And you know, when Jesus came to earth, he didn't just tell us about what God's like and what the kingdom of God is like. He showed us. Now, children, can any of you tell me any of the amazing things that Jesus did when he was on earth? Loads of things. Yeah. Died on the cross, the most amazing thing. Yeah. Healed the sick. Yeah, all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Creation. Absolutely. In fact, it talks about Jesus was the one who made it all in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. God made us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So people brought, people brought all sorts of people to Jesus and he healed them, didn't he? And he helped them. He dealt with evil people. He cared for people. He was a friend to people that no one else was a friend to. And he gives a little glimpse of what heaven is like. You know, it's a little taster of what heaven is like. You know, because in heaven, there won't be any ill people. There won't be any people without any friends. There won't be evil people in heaven. Heaven's going to be amazing. But our world's not like that, is it? Our world is full of illness, people getting sick, evil people, sadness, tiredness, 
all sorts. You know, if you look at the news, James referred to it in his prayer, but if you look at the news, it's just sad news almost every day, isn't it? Like there's headlines that either make us sad, make us angry, upset us in some way. Nearly every day it seems like at the moment, whether that be in our country or abroad, the world just seems in, in turmoil. And God tells us that, that the heart of all this, the root of all this, is what John talked about, is sin. It wasn't always like this, but this is what sin's done. It's come in and it's, it's caused havoc in the world. Because we've rejected God. And it impacts all of us. In fact, you might have noticed with the reading, it talked about us being prisoners to sin. And Jesus says, I've come to set you prisoners free. Because sin, it traps us. And Jesus came to to set us free from sin. It's our biggest problem. You know, actually, dealing with sin, getting rid of sin is more important than eating or drinking. Even more important than that. It's our biggest problem. And Jesus came to deal with our sin. You know, I remember when I was a teenager, I was here at the church actually, and I'd heard about Jesus. So like you children, you've heard lots about Jesus, and I've heard lots about Jesus. But I remember one time, and I heard about Jesus, and I heard what he did for me to deal with my sin, to take away sin. And we sung in that song, I noticed. Did you notice when it said about the awful nail prints in his hands when Jesus died on the cross? And, you know, I realised for the first time the amazing love that God had for me, that Jesus had for me, that he was willing to die for me so that I didn't have to. And that blew me away. I was amazed that God loved me so much that he was willing to do that. And, you know, I started following Jesus after that. And there was a special verse that was special to me, and it, it says this. It says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. You know, that's what I did. I confessed all my sins to God. I said, God, I've done all this that's wrong. You know I've done all this that's wrong. I know I'm a sinner. I said, Jesus, please forgive me. And you know, he did. He did. Took me a while to believe it, but he did. He forgave me and he dealt with my sin. He dealt with my biggest problem. And you know, people like John, people like James, Steph as well, if you speak to them, they can talk about that moment when they knew that Jesus had forgiven them. Chat to them afterwards. Amazing stories. I realised Jesus had forgiven me and it, it blew me away with his love. And uh, I am nowhere near perfect. You don't have to know me very long to realise that. But my life has been transformed and I can honestly say that, that knowing Jesus is the, is the best thing. Um, and uh, I just want to say, if you don't if you don't know much about Jesus or don't know Jesus for yourself, you haven't got that personal encounter story with Jesus. Um, we've got these, they're out in the foyer. Um, I've got a few at the front as well. It's the historical account of Jesus' life. If you want to know more of what God's like, if you want to get more of a taster of what the kingdom of heaven is going to be like, read this. It's only short. It's the, it's the Gospel of Luke. Read that. Or, alternatively, speak to one of us. Come and chat to us. We're pretty friendly most of the time. Um, or chat to, you know, someone else. Um, ask about it. Um, it's too good not to, to find out about. So I just want to encourage you to do that. But just to um, finish, I just want to say, um, I know that um, the knowing, knowing Jesus, following him, isn't just sort of something that's nice to get us through life. Actually, it's something that's essential, that transforms our life and our death. And um, 
This week, I'm guessing that a good number of us, as well as seeing the, the tragic coach deaths, also saw the, the tragic um, death of Eliane, uh, the girl that died in Croydon that's been in the news. Um, I was reading the, the news report about it this week, and it's just devastating, isn't it? This is, what, um, this is what it says about the family, the family statement. Her family have been understandably devastated by it. Uh, they said their hearts had been broken by her senseless death. They added that they were overwhelmed by sorrow and grief. As we as a family are struggling to comprehend this painful tragedy that has happened to our beautiful daughter and beloved sister, Eliane. But they also added this. This is on the BBC News. Eliane was a beautiful woman inside and out who loved Jesus. Our faith in the Lord is strengthening us. Well, does their faith mean that it was, is easy? That suddenly it doesn't matter? Oh, well, it's fine. No, of course not. It's broken their family and my suspicion is that it will impact them for the rest of their lives. And yet, because Eliane knew Jesus, they can know that she is with him in God's kingdom, in safety. And they as a family can know God's comfort with them. And so while we pray for them, we're thankful that they do at least have that hope, even in death, even in the darkest circumstances. And so I just want to encourage you with Jesus that Jesus can deal with our deepest issue and our deepest struggles. He, he is there for us. He can help us when no one else can. And he's the only one who can welcome us in to God's kingdom. And that is why I quite like talking about Jesus quite a lot. Thanks, John. Thank you, Mark. And uh, like Mark said, please, if you have any questions at all, uh, feel free to talk to any of us. You know, you might feel that you're too bad to, to know Jesus in your life, but I can assure you there's many of us in here who have stories can tell you that we've been through some pretty dark places ourselves and how God's helped us through it. So if you do, we, you know, we don't... Steph's friendly, Mark's friendly, James, myself, many more here. Please feel free to come and, come and chat to us about it. But we're going to sing our last uh, song now. We're going to be singing, My heart is filled with thankfulness to him who bore my pain who plumbed the depths of my disgrace and gave me life again.
just got a couple of notices um, just before I pray and uh, we go next door. So um, a reminder to uh, children here, we have Ace this Friday, so looking forward to that. And remember, you can bring a friend, bring two, bring three friends, because as we've heard today, it's so important to hear the good news, isn't it? And what we want is for you to bring your friends to hear the good news. So just a reminder, we have Ace. Um, Everyone's welcome to stay with us afterwards, to join us next door in our um, hall to have some refreshments and food to eat. It would be lovely to have you all there. A reminder to our congregation here as well, to the members here, that we have a communion service today, so we have that. And um, just a reminder, we have our evening service, and on Thursday we have a prayer meeting, and we've got Luke that will be taking that, so we're looking forward to that, been praying for that. And uh, just one thing before, before I pray, just to say, we do run an Explore Christianity course here. So if you do want to know more, you want to learn, Jane and Martin run it. They're really good people to talk to if you have any questions or anything that you want answered. We run that quite regularly. So if you do want to, you can go on our website. There's information on there or you can talk to one of us in here. We can put you forward to it. And I know myself, when it gets to this time of the year and it gets darker in the morning and you go to work in the dark and you come in dark, it makes you feel a bit down, doesn't it? But what is wonderful, we can hear the good news and that will really cheer us up through those dark days and it would be good if you did want to hear the good news about Jesus. So I encourage you to speak to one of us and to sign on to one of them courses. So, shall we just pray? Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this day today where we can celebrate harvest and we can celebrate the good things that you give us. But most importantly, we can celebrate the fact that you gave us the Lord Jesus Christ, your only beloved Son, who came to this world and died on the cross to save us from our sins. We've been hearing this morning how sin entered this world and how we need to be made right. And Lord, we thank you so much that you sent your, your Son, that he taught us and showed us the way to be made right by him. And Lord, we just pray that anyone in here that, that has understood today and wants to know more, Lord, we pray that you'd be working in their hearts and bringing them to know you. Lord, we thank you so much that Jesus took that punishment. We don't have to do anything at all. All we need to do is put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and we will be forgiven. What a wonderful new, uh, message. What a wonderful saviour. And we thank you so much for that. Lord, we just pray as we go forward into the rest of this year, Lord, that, that you would be our light, you would be our guide, you would be directing us in all that we do. Lord, we thank you that you do sustain us. We thank you so much that you fill us with your Holy Spirit and you guide and shape our lives. Lord, be with us now as we, we finish this service. We pray that you would bless the food that we're about to receive next door. And we pray that you would give us many good conversations now. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.